Everything from overlanding in your stock rig to full-on LS-powered two buggies on stickies. This is the Total Off-Road Podcast. I'm Steve. I'm Derek. And Mike's at home with a cold. Womp womp. So it's just us today. Sorry about you. If you're here for beer, Mike, you may want to skip this one. You probably don't. You probably don't. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. It it is episode 104 or 10-4. Nice. As you said. 10-4. I tried to get Ian to come, but I didn't get an answer out of him. I know. This is my surprise face. This is my surprise face. Derek, you're not making a face at all. (laughs) it's my surprise (laughs) he i i yeah i don't believe i ever even got a response from that text i sent him a text at like two o'clock this afternoon maybe no i'm sorry i sent him an a message at 11 15 this morning damn and said mike is sick you interested in filling his seat and i never heard back i mean he did just four episodes was his last podcast ago he just needs more he needs more time he needs more time yeah yeah i love i was really hoping i've known ian for as long as you guys have maybe a little longer than you have actually probably longer than me yeah quite a bit longer and he's he's hard to get a hold of sometimes that's all yeah just it's just you know now you know him very well obviously you know him better than i do yeah but but yeah it's weird like that it's not like a recent thing (laughs) right it's weird after hanging out with him every almost every week for two years straight and then not seeing him like it's weird for me i'm like i just need to go over there yeah just to see him yeah you just so you have yeah, to it's go very strange there though that's the thing and like i haven't Otherwise seen Catherine. like starting to have withdrawals <laughs> <laughs> it's very it's very different i don't like it uh anyway that's so we don't have ian we don't have anybody which just i tried to actually call a couple people uh reached out to see if anybody like wanted to come in as an as a secondary re- remote I know a couple of people that have good audio that I'd like to try dual remote, like dual. I don't even know how that would work. That may not work. That no, may not be good. No, it would work. It would just, they, we would give them the team's oh, link. You guys. Yep. And then you guys record on your ends and everybody would send me their audio. Correct. Yep, yep, yep. That's right. Yep. That would work actually well. So anyway, if we, if we had known Mike was going to be sick with more advanced notice yeah. than whatever he, I 10 o'clock this morning, nine o'clock this morning, then we probably could have set something up. <laughs> we're not I was that working well all connected. Day. <laughs> I've, I probably could have had I started at nine o'clock this morning looking for a secondary guest. I'm probably I'm sure I could have gotten someone on on the line, but uh, I didn't try real hard until after work. I kind of just reached out to a couple of people that I thought would be fun to have on. Yeah. Uh, one of them was Kyle Loring from the Bearded Jeep, the uh, Bearded Jeeper podcast. I thought that would be cool because Kyle's pretty easy to listen to. And then uh, actually uh, I was hoping to get Matt in here. I thought that would be cool. Matt Mansfield. But he was a lame and decided to cook uh, meatloaf instead. Mr. Cummins Truggy himself. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Cummins Truggy himself. <laughs> I don't I know. Lost my fidget. I don't know how you call that, but. Uh, I believe he's the Cummins crawler. Ah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I need to. Mr. Uh, truck driver. We, we need to. You and I need to sit down probably and talk about guests and stuff moving forward oh yeah for sure kind of settled we need to get some we need to get some cool stuff going on yeah that'd be cool especially anybody that we can get to have good audio like what you've got on here would be really cool to have yeah well now that we've got kind of you know a a parts list so to speak you know if if they've already got a microphone or if the podcast wants to buy a microphone and like send it to these people we could do that too we're rich you think we're rich Man. We can't just be sending. We can't just buying microphones and send them to people. Then what the hell is the point of the Patreon? <laughs> <laughs> the people want 
Microphones. <laughs> the Patreon has not fulfilled the poker table fund yet. <sighs> so we can't do anything with that. That's going to be a few years. And we got more. a giveaway coming up here pretty quick, too. <laughs> uh, pretty sure pretty sure there's a giveaway at the end of this month. Speaking of giveaways. <laughs> speaking of giveaways. I don't know how that ties into giveaway, but. <laughs> giving away beer now, apparently. <laughs> I'm drinking a premium beer flavored beer. I'm drinking a not beer flavored beer. A La Croix. A La Croix. A La Croix. Actually, I had an um, ale, ate one before. Mitch, I'm looking at you. Um, <laughs> now I'm drinking a LaCroix <laughs> and then I also got a spin drip. I can't drink tonight because I am going into a sleep study in three hours. So I was going to ask you more about that earlier and I forgot to. Yeah, I, I haven't been sleeping well. Um, oh. or I feel like I've been sleeping well, but I've been like, you know, feeling like shit. Froggy. Uh -huh. Way more than normal. So going, I saw like a neurologist and they're like, well, you know, we can't do anything until you have the sleep study. And then we'll look at uh -huh. all of your, I don't know, Other electrodes <laughs> readings or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, and then we'll make a decision from there. So interesting. So hopefully they figure cool. out something's wrong with me and then we can fix it. And then I'll feel like a million bucks again. Well, you just keep hoping. I see. I, I feel that way about me. Hopefully someday they'll figure out what's wrong with me and they'll fix it. <laughs> I'm guessing that's not going to happen. Well, otherwise I'll just have to keep chasing the dopamine like you. <laughs> so here I have we go. Been I'm opening my Spindrift now. Okay. What is it? Spindrift? What is Spindrift? It's like a LaCroix, but it uses real juice instead of natural flavoring. So there's oh. like nine calories in this. They don't add sugar, but there's like... That's good. Raspberry juice and lime juice in this particular one. Mm, like actual, actual juices. Where do you get that at? Uh, Jewel know. or Costco. Oh, interesting. It's good. Uh, so anyway. Um, yeah. The hell was I just thinking? I don't know. <laughs> I, I stole the show with the, the sleep study thing. <laughs> I didn't do a damn thing this week except for wash the Jeep. I did do that. But I didn't find anything wrong with it. Nothing looked broken or out of place when I washed it. All the things were still there. The tires are nice and black now. That's that's an up. That's a plus. Um, it's literally still parked on the trailer. I, I thought about hooking up to it and dragging it to the shop tonight. But I'm like, dude, am I really going to have any time to work on that between now and the time we go wheeling? Maybe. I don't know. But I have to get all my I have to get my uh it's coming up. If, you know. If I bring it if I bring it here to the shop, then I have to get the welder up here too. Mm. So that'd be another thing on the list. I mean, obviously easy like easy enough to do. You yeah, what do what it. are you gonna do? You're not gonna do sliders before the next trip. What would you weld? I mean, certainly could. Well okay. You just said I'm not take, gonna do anything before one, the next wheeling take trip. Take one day and it'd probably be done. Then do it, Steve. I know. It's a it's a good thought. Or don't. <laughs> or don't. Or get one side done. That would be impressive in itself. Yeah. At least then, you have yeah. one side done. Then, then mm -hmm. you have one side done for like six months. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Do not make me spit beer all over this table. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's probably true, though. I would have it done for six months and then I would not have anything else done. That can't be the case, actually. I have to get it done. Because even though I haven't talked to him yet, I believe that Bray is going to have it sometime after the new year. For cage that was, things. That was the plan we talked about before. I need to double check that. And then find out how many doll hairs it's going to cost. It's 
gonna be some because dollars. I'm pretty sure the price of steel has changed since the last quote. It definitely has. Yup, and now he's got a kid too. So like, you know, his rate probably went up. Shop rate probably tripled. <laughs> <laughs> Diapers ain't cheap, huh? They are, man. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with as fast as his kid's growing. Oh, yeah. Getting big. Yep. I don't know. I, I assume diapers so, come in multiple sizes. You know. You have oh, a yeah. child. They do. They come in yeah. sizes. They're not one size fits Me- all. No. Somebody should get on that. Who's going to come Be up terrible. with an expandable diaper that fits anywhere from a two-month preemie to a two-year-old? <laughs> when you figure out how to contain the mess in the same size package, like the amount of liquid that a two-month-old <laughs> And a two-year-old put out, and you can get that all packaged into a one-size-fits-all. You let me know because I want to invest in that early. Yeah, it's like a, early. it's like the engine diapers sure. that they use on drag cars or whatever. <laughs> you know, that one size fits like a a four-liter on a Cherokee, and one probably fits an eight-point-one liter. You know, they both they both uh, waste a ton of oil. So, yeah, see, <laughs> perfect. It's all you need. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> I, I've never heard of that before. And I was watching Roadkill a couple few weeks ago, and they're like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, we put this diaper on this car," and I'm like, "What the fuck?" Like to catch the oil that's like leaking out of the out of uh-huh. the main seal because you don't want that on the track, right? Do I put a diaper on there? On what? It's wild. I said you don't want that on the track. You're right, 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 right. Yeah, yep. But that's wild to uh, put a diaper on there and not like. How do you keep that from getting close to the exhaust? You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Very was, interesting. I wanted to know the logistics, but they did For not sure. tell me the logistics. <laughs> the logistics. Can they you just, give me the full stat rundown on that? They just showed like a quart, a half a quart of oil coming out of it when they took it off. And I was like, oh, oh damn. my gosh. <laughs> oh, oh, that does leak. Yeah. <laughs> Must have been not a from, not from one, Not from one drag trip. They were doing like the equivalent of Hot Rod, Hot Rod Drag Week. So oh, it was yeah, from yeah. like a few hundred mile drive, but still, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yup. So anyway, I didn't do anything do? off-road related anything either. Else? My truck has sat in the driveway. It's also it has not been washed. Um, but there was a lot of stuff that there's a lot of big ticket items that need to be addressed in my truck. So I'm kind of in like figure it out mode. One of which I don't know if we want to get into this right now, but we could. Which one? The tie rods. Tie rods. Or the spindle. Or both. No. <laughs> yeah. Right. Actually, there's a third uh, one that nobody knows about, including you. I just remembered. Oh. I'm going to write it down. <laughs> Something else that's broken. Actually, one person who listens to this podcast knows about it. Bray. No. Oh. Dan Dietz. Oh. And so it's, now when he's listening to this, he's going to be like, I know exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> he's like 80. He's like 80 episodes behind. Oh, well, then never mind. Yeah, because he's still putting up Christmas lights. <laughs> I I don't know. I think actually, I think Dan might be up to date on it. He might be. I feel like he listens yeah. to it while he's putting up the Christmas lights. He just he's behind in the Patreon chat because he can't like te- who, type and stuff. Who can keep up in there? <laughs> it's insane. I think he was at one point, but now he can't. There was a while, like a while back, I had I apparently had more time on my hands than I knew what to do with, and I was keeping up really well for like a week straight, and then I was like, and then something happened where it got really busy. And I was like, and I'm out. Yeah. Yep. I just stomp in a check in every now and again, see what they're saying, see what they're talking about. Yeah. It, d- just, it, it just bums me out because I don't like, I'll, I'll stop by and I'll be having a full blown conversation. I'm like, Oh, I wish <laughs> I knew what they're talking <laughs> about. <laughs> and then you try and scroll back and you're like 200 yeah. messages back. And you're like, I can't, by the time I get, just, there will be 400 messages by the time I read all this. 
<laughs> it would be easier just to drop in like, all right, recap. Yep. Can I, can I get a recap? When you need, uh, when somebody you need our attention, add us. <laughs> at, at us at Jeepsus. Yep, or I think, Dick. I, I think I'm still Jeepsus or Daredick. <laughs> yep. So anyway, that's the Patreon chat, the ever busy Patreon chat. If you guys like this podcast, and you want to support it, just go there in your show notes. There's a Patreon link. Feel free to jump on board and support the podcast. There are other perks besides having access to the Patreon chat, like the there hour are. smod episode that we do before this, which is yeah, sometimes the just shooting the shit, minutes. but this one actually had some good conversation. Uh, yeah, sometimes it is just random bullshit. It had nothing to do with off-road stuff, but <laughs> there was some cool stuff okay. about machining and uh, mm-hmm. welding processes. So, yeah, check it out. Yeah. There's stuff in there. Yeah, there's if stuff. You, if you like this podcast enough to support it, I feel like you may not care too much about what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's just more bullshit. You know how that, you know how we often have episodes where we get on a huge tangent? Yeah, the, the Patreon chats are, or the Patreon episodes are even yeah. more like that. Imagine imagine that, but it's 30, 30 minutes to an hour every week. <laughs> it's just more content to fill your day. That's right. So anyway... Uh, yeah. So, do you want to talk about your tie rods? I guess we can. I don't yeah, have a problem with I it. I mean, so I broke it, broke two tie rod ends in two wheeling trips within two weeks, two and a half weeks, and so something needs to be changed. <laughs> and you're talking about going to two and a half ton tie rod ends. And here's why. So right now, my tie rod ends are offset GM one ton tie rod ends that you can get from Rough Stuff, Barnes, etc. Right? They're all the same. They probably all come from the same factory in China. I don't think they're that high of quality. They've lasted a long time. Like the ball and socket is still pretty good, but I just don't think they're that high quality of metal. Um, I think Steve, you made a comment two episodes ago where it was like, "Well, if that had been higher quality metal, or maybe it wasn't you, I don't. Maybe it was Mike, but yeah, somebody made a comment Mike. at some point." Where they were like, if it was higher quality metal, maybe it wouldn't have broken. And I think that is valid. But then I would have to have a bend in the tie rod, which yeah. is possible. But my tie rod's also fucked. So yeah. <laughs> I need a new tie also, rod. I need new tie rod ends. I might as well do it right this go around because I don't ever want to have to worry about that breaking again. So well, you had the, you know, part of that was hitting that rock. Definitely. I mean, and I'm no not sure how it. much I watched. Yeah. There's a video that Growy was taking from the other side of the truck. You can see the truck kind of drop down in the front and tink, you can hear it. Yeah. So I'm sure it was a combination of torque and hitting a rock and, you know, crappier right. tie rod end. But so some backstory, the only other tie rod ends that I can find that are offset are two and a half ton tie rod ends, which are fairly common actually on Jeep JKs and I guess JLs That's as wild. well. That's a yeah. huge tie rod. It is. So you, the, you the say, GM one you ton. Say, so so from some perspective, the GM one ton tie rod ends have a seven eighths dash eighteen shank, yep. which is stronger than a seven eighths dash fourteen. Um, and then the two and a half ton tie rod ends have a one and a quarter. I don't know the thread pitch off the top of my head, but it's it's fifty percent bigger almost. <laughs> Wow. In in diameter. So it's you said it's it hefty. one and a quarter? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. It's hefty. Right. Thirty five percent bigger. Whatever. Um something like that. And they come in offset, which is nice. Yeah, that's what you need. And then you said that you can change out the um the taper what do you call it? A bolt? The whole ball the whole ball yeah. socket and taper 
comes out. All comes apart. Right? Yeah. So if you look at it, it, at least the ones on TMR's website, if you look at them, it's basically like it looks like a banjo, right? You've got the hole and then you've got the thing with the shank and it's either offset right. or it's bent for a drag link or it's straight. Um, they have multiple options and you can put in a Jeep JK taper. You can put in a GM one ton tie rod taper. You can put in, there's one other one. There's like three or maybe even four and you just thread this whole thing in and, and then you're done. So you're telling me that people are running these on their JK 44. I, like, I don't know. I mean, fuck? maybe, but I think the, <laughs> I think the Dana 60, like a, like a spider tracks or a Dana yeah. ultimate 60 probably also has the Jeep tie rod taper in the knuckle or you can buy it I like see. that. I see. Just cause some of the, it's a, some it's of the a bolt in swap, right? You want it to be like the curries. Yeah. Yeah. So I got you. So that's why I think it's like that. Yeah. But it, in theory, you could run it on a Dana 44. Huh. Seems like a, a weak link that you wouldn't normally have run into. The best kind but of I'm kill is overkill. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm running Himes, so I haven't had an issue with it. Yeah. So with the exception of my bolt touching my tire. And I don't want to go to Himes because Mike said yeah. it last week. They squeak like a son of a bitch. Every Heim that's on my truck is seized by the time I take it off. That's weird. Mine are not seized. And I don't know how old they are. You don't drive it in the winter a whole lot, though, do you, on salty roads? I'd like to, but I don't. I mean, not yet. I paint. Oh, I painted mine, though. Yeah, I painted mine because I'm bougie and I get talked shit on the Internet because I painted them. And that's why they don't seize up. That's probably why. I mean, that probably makes a big difference, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, yeah, like my anti-wrap bar one. I mean, to be fair, that one doesn't move a lot because it's anti-wrap. So uh-huh. it's not a good example. But that one's like an inch and a half, like giant fucking high. Giant, yeah. yeah. So, and yeah. I, I put Teflon spray on that thing every time I'm under the truck. And it's still, every time I take it off, I can't move it by hand. Do you ever put any, do you ever put any um, fluid film on it? I should. Fluid film is supposed to be extremely. In fact, I'm going to write it down right now. Who was it that just coated their frame in fluid film? Somebody just coated their frame in fluid film. Jeremy Wilson. Was it really? No, I don't remember. I saw the video of it, but I don't remember who it was. I thought it was maybe either Mitch or like Dan Dietz, but I don't remember who did what on what truck. But I do remember seeing it. Somebody was like coated my entire frame in in fluid. Like was was a gallon or two? He did it on the Bronco. Oh, really? Maybe I'm wrong, though. That was useless. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not that's not a good time. That was rude. Yeah, that was rude. God damn it, Ford. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks, too, because, well, for I mean, we should say what's happening, it, right? Because Jeremy so finally got Jeremy, yeah. Jeremy and Kristen got their Bronco, and with 2014 miles on it or something like that. Not enough. It ejecto cedoed the rod. Cause. Is what it looked to be. Cause. <laughs> um, yeah. They're just driving down the interstate. It started to shutter. And then it said to, what was it? Said, said to put in park or something like that or shut off the engine. And they had it towed to the dealership. Here's what blows my mind. The first mechanic that looked at it couldn't find anything wrong. Do what? <laughs> do, do what? How, how do you miss that? How, anything. Pull the drain plug. Oh, there's something in here that should not be in here at all. It was an oil change tech. <laughs> I You could have pulled the dipstick and seen that, yeah, I would yeah, imagine. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, glitter. Actually, an oil change would have told them pretty quickly. <laughs> hey, why is it so shiny? Huh, weird. Some, this Fired is that, up. This is that glitter oil that we yeah. use now. <laughs> Shit. Anyway, it dropped a cylinder completely. Yeah. Uh, he showed I us assume a picture of the it. spark plug and it was covered in aluminum. 2.7 2. liter, I believe it was. Um, and yeah, so that sucks. So there are brand new Broncos in the shop. That That just is mind-blowing to me. You put out an engine that literally didn't make it 2,000 miles. And I'm guessing that Christian didn't beat on it that hard. Probably not. You know what I mean? Yep. And I've, I actually Mind drove numbing. a Ranger with a 2.3 EcoBoost in it the other day. And they they scoot pretty good. Mm-hmm. So I imagine that 2.7 is quite a lot for a Bronco. They said it was peppy. Yeah, there I was bet. a reason that she got it. Yeah. But I still don't think that she was beating. No, it. no, no, no. I mean, it's, you should Even be able if to she put, was. It, put your foot to the floor on a brand new Bronco <laughs> and it not fall apart. Yeah, I, it's I feel mind numbing. I'd like to say I feel bad for Ford because yeah, like, it's gonna be a hard reputation. Tried, I mean, the Bronco is cool. I I, I, yeah. I think the Bronco is genuinely cool. It's yep. a very capable off road vehicle that you can get from the factory. No, it doesn't have a solid front axle, but it still is going right. to do all right and probably keep up with the Wrangler pretty well. Um, but then it's had so many problems, and they I feel like they had to rush it because like. People were like, you've been designing this Bronco for 10 years and blah, 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 or teasing us for 10 years. Maybe not designing it for that long, but yeah, but still. And I'll be honest with you, I know a little bit more about some of the issues that they've had being in the industry that I'm in, get a little bit more information than I think the general public. And it, it's, it's not just engines. It's not just the roof. It's not just the electrical system. It's the whole thing. A little bit of everything. Really? Yeah. And the crazy part is like, if it were a Ranger and this happened, it would suck. But it sure you, wouldn't be viral. You wouldn't have waited a year to get a Ranger. That's the big difference. Yeah. So right, that's, that's just yeah, yeah. It, just it sucks. sucks. So we f- we feel bad for everybody. Yeah. But at the same time, we're gonna make, we're gonna pick on you a little bit. I think. That's what you get for <laughs> a buying bit. a brand new Bronco. That's what you get for having oval fever. That's what you get for having money. <laughs> for having money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I can't afford a new Bronco, so <laughs> I can't talk shit. I mean, you can. You could okay. if you really wanted it. I could. I You can't justify wouldn't, it. Wouldn't be able to justify it, yeah. Yeah, same. That's my problem. That's why I'm looking at Liberties. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't justify those. You know, it's basically a Bronco. It's got IFS. It's got a solid I mean, rear axle with let's lean suspension. It's Four cooler. cylinder. Yeah. Same thing. No, no. Six cylinder. Oh, six. Yeah, my Liberty's a three seven. I got a whole nother Litra. Shit, but you don't have a spinny boy. I don't have a spooly boy. Or I could two. get one. I could get two. three. I could order five. You get I get <laughs> one turbo <laughs> per cylinder. Six. Yes, I get six of them. There's a kid on. Uh, there's a kid on TikTok's got a Mustang that has eight. Oh my god! One one turbo per cylinder. It's a wild looking setup. Bunch that, of little baby turbos. No intercoolers, I assume. <laughs> Uh, it has a big ass intercooler across the front. What's the point in having eight? And do- eh, anyway. <laughs> no lag time. There's no zero point. lag. <laughs> no, there's lag if you have an intercooler. <laughs> I mean, that's just you have they're, to fill that volume. They're spinning. Right? They're spinning even at idle. Like they're they're making pressure at idle because they're so small. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> there was a guy. Yeah, this has nothing. This is, I guess, technically, this is off road because it wasn't a legal sure. road. I went racing uh, in my Mazda Mexico. Speed. Uh, oh. Over the summer, and there was a guy that had a uh, what's the V six four liter? 
Mustang? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had a turbocharged four liter making like 480 horse or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's a, that's a pretty sizable V6. Like it has got a nice rumble. And I genuinely thought it was a V8 because yeah. it was so fast and it had like big old honking meats on the rear and like he was racing right. it like pretty good. And that's the end of that story. It was cool as hell. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know if there was even more to it than that. Uh, well, it was one, those, it was one big turbo versus a, a twin turbo setup or oh, yeah. a sequential or whatever you want to call it. Those four liters, if you don't know, like if you just kind of catch it at a glance or whatever, as it rolls by, if it's got, you know, just a little bit of exhaust on it, like, like what? That five that five oh sounded weird. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it almost has a V eight, you know, sound to it, sort of. Yeah, I'll actually be but, really interested to hear what uh, Joe's Land Cruiser sounds like with the four three because I haven't really ooh. heard one that's got like a. Well, I don't know what kind of muffler he's going to put on it, but I hope he puts on See, something that's got a little bit of a rumble because it's it's a five seven but six cylinders, right? So like the cylinder size yeah. is pretty good. I mean, that's the same as the original four three. Yeah, yeah. It was a t- it was a TBI with. <laughs> it was a V6 TBI. <laughs> I mean, right though? Yeah. Like my cousin's my cousin's 94 was literally small block shit like a, yeah, yeah. a small block 57 with a throttle body injection. Yeah. It scooted pretty good and it didn't sound bad. It still has sound like a V6, but it didn't sound like the 3 liter V6 like in the cars. Well, it all has, to, you know, it all has to do with um manifold primary length, right? Like a Subaru four cylinder. It's a 2.5 liter. Yeah. But like the older Sounds ones, amazing. it's a flat four, but the older ones, the right. manif- the way the manifolds are set up is that you'd get, I think like two pulses at the same time. So you get this really big, like oh. throaty, like blah, 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 blah. It didn't uh-huh. quite sound like a V8, but it didn't sound like a four cylinder. They sounded so good though. And, and now the new Subarus have equal length primaries for, you know, fuel oh. efficiency and horsepower and stuff like that. And it's a way better engine. But it sounds it like sound a four good? cylinder, even though it's a flat four. That so. sucks. But yeah, you, can, you can't. I mean, but like a Porsche six flat six sounds like a freaking demon car. Like, you know, <laughs> so, you know, you can make it work. Yeah, exactly. It's easy. Just change the headers. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. That that would be cool. Like that would be cool to have to change the header length to make it sound really different. Yeah. But you there's, may may take a may take a hit on horsepower or whatever. There's a lot on like exhaust scavenging and explanations mm-hmm. like that. If anybody watches Engineering Explained, that's a good YouTube channel. And off I go. See you guys later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, uh, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me while I run down the rabbit hole. <laughs> well, uh, I recommend everybody starts with the uh his explanation of the the new LT6, whatever the new Z06 Corvette engine is, because that thing is cool as hell. Dude, the engineering behind that is insane. It's insane. It's On weird. a car that costs just over $100,000. It's like the same, 60, if not more 60 tech. grand. Ba- oh, it's Z06, sorry. Yeah, it's like the same That's, tech, if not yeah. more than like a yeah, $300,000 Lamborghini or McLaren mm-hmm. or something like that, which is bananas. It's insane. That is for sure. I know that's not exactly off-road talk, but it's engineering and car talk. Like, isn't that what you guys are here for? It's off-road if you drive that car off-road. Hey, oh, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, was that all you wanted to talk about on your tie rod talk? I feel like it was really like short. We got we got sidetracked. Did we get tan- uh, did we get tangented? So yeah. So if anybody has an experience with two and a half ton tie rods, let us know because I'm curious to see. What people's thoughts are. I don't want to go to Himes. 
I'm also open to other ideas though. Um, but not Himes. Right. <laughs> but not Himes. Um, also, yeah, he wants to... I don't think I actually went further down this. So two or three, the episode after Harlan, I think, or maybe one up two episodes after Harlan, I mentioned that my rear axle is bent and I've narrowed it down. Now it is definitely a spindle. Um, it's not the axle uh, itself. So a truss wouldn't have helped me. Um, we know that lightening my truck will help me. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting ready to go there. I was I'm like, yeah, put it on a diet. Yeah, I had to get ahead of it. <laughs> yeah. um, actually, this is, that's kind of an interesting topic um, that we don't need to get into this week. We can save it for another episode. But wheeling for Losing. like bringing wheeling spares for like ultimate adventure versus like going with friends. Day those trip. are yeah. two different. Those are two different, and then day trip even is another one. So those are like three different yeah. scenarios, and I don't pack really us. need to pack for ultimate adventure ever again. <laughs> let's uh, let's um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put down here on my thing uh, pack out. Okay. Yeah. Let's circle back to pack out boxes a little bit later in the podcast. Let's circle back to that about the 38 minute mark. We're j- I'm just putting down an arbitrary number here. <laughs> You're, and then you're if we me can, ten minutes, nine minutes. Yeah, nine minutes to work on stuff. Um, to do to do whatever. But anyway, yeah, yeah. So I, I want to circle back to pack out. Either stuff. straighten the spindle, which I have ideas on that, or get the spindle replaced, which I also have ideas on that too. None of these ideas are fully baked. Um, right. I know that older fourteen bolts, you can buy a new spindle. Um, mine is an AAM, so it's the factory disc fourteen bolt from two thousand one to two thousand ten. It's not the same. Um, and I even looked at the 3d model of it from GM and the way the spindle welds on is not the same. It's not like you slide it into the axle tube, although maybe there's a way to do that still. I don't know. Hmm. Um, and I know a lot of people are going to say, just replace the axle. They're stupid cheap. You're not wrong. It's going to be a lot of work and it would be much nicer to just cut off something, put a new spindle in and be done with it. Hi, Steve. I have a question. Question. Um, I'm going to raise my hand. Um, Do on the 3D model, can you see the spindle separate from the housing? It's you could see where the friction weld is, yes. So does it index in like the five sixteenths, three eighths of an inch, half inch? Does it index into the housing? Nope. It's butt it is welded. Not. Yeah. It's butt it, it butts right against it. Yep. So you could literally so an axle doctor, an axle surgeon could come out and literally just clean shave it off. Yes. But it would have, but it would theoretically have to be friction welded back on. Well, no, um, they it could, could potentially they could be welded back they, on. They would have to make. I assume that if there is uh, dimensions, or they can make a custom spindle, they would make it with a shoulder, right? There's enough space. Like the axle right. shaft yeah, is yeah, yeah. so big that they can't. There's plenty of room to put a shoulder on you. it. You could do it so that way. Could, That's not how GM did it or AAM did it, yeah. but they could do it that way. So, and you said the the spindle from the older axle is shouldered yes but i don't think it's the same tube diameter or anything like that oh okay or actually even if it is the way the seal works is different so i don't know i don't want to run like a a different seal on one side of my axle than the other right of course so yeah um, i was just kind of curious just kind of spitballing yeah no it's it's good it's good talk i mean i think it all comes like the the friction weld if you can believe it is on the inside of the brake bracket flange the bracking plate okay yeah where the where the really? caliper bracket the, and backing plate the friction too. so yeah but it doesn't go 
that's wild. It's just like it's just that. Oh shit! I almost picked up a full beer or full beer can. It's like this, right? It's Ooh, two well. cans. He's he's holding two cans just I'm, together. Yeah, I'm holding two cans. But it's interesting. But, but so wait, you're telling me that the brake bracket, the brake bracket is on the spindle? Well, it's. I mean, I mean, the best way I can describe it is that the spindle has it. It, it widens up, and it is the diameter of the axle tube, and the brake bracket is right where the spindle widens up. They they friction welded on and then they and then they weld the brake bracket on afterwards. Probably yes. Yeah, probably I got you. Yeah. I'm with you now. That's wild. Yeah, That's it's a trip. It's it's crazy. I mean, it all it probably all comes down to just volumes so and to, speed and all that stuff. So to replace that, so to replace that in an, in a way to replace that doing it like an axle surgeon, you would have to go to the scrapyard, literally just cut one off on the other side of the brake bracket or something. Mm-hmm. Then cut the brake bracket off of it, put it on a lathe, turn it down to whatever length you need, and then you'd have to cut yours off and essentially machine the front of your the front of your axle, put a little bevel on it, put a bevel on the new, the new spindle, and then weld it all together. Or did that make any sense? Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. Okay, go to the go to the <laughs> I, junkyard. I see you cut the yep. spindle and brake flange off at oh. the tube, and then sleeve it. Oh, that's a good idea that I could do myself. Ooh, I like that. With the idea. exception of the whole like axle tube tapering up inside. Hey, if you do that, you can find out. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, there, there should be enough, right? Before so it tapers on the, up. I'll, on I'll the Patreon, it. what you guys don't know what you're, what you're like, what uh, on the Patreon, we were talking about this and the actual axle tube on the AAM. Somehow the inner diameter changes. In the middle of the axle tube, the inner diameter is larger than on the ends. Yeah. So that is to say the wall thickness of the tube going into the diff pumpkin and the wall thickness of the tube at the spindle is thicker than like the area in between where like the leaf perches are and the shock mounts are. (laughs) Isn't that wild? And I'm I'm pretty sure I heard that that's the same story on the Super Duty 60s. Though five and ups. It's pretty wild. That's pretty wild. I think you should definitely. It must be for weight savings because diameter. So what? It's going to be strong enough. What's the eight? What's the AAM in? What years? 01 to 10. Well, and then 10, 10, 11 and up is also AAM, but it's the 180 millimeter uh, mm. bolt pattern. So it's a little right. different. So 01 to 10, three quarter ton? Three quarter ton, 2500 HD with not Ooh. with the six liter. Oh. The, what's in the, the 8.1 what's in and the Duramax had an 11 and a half. Oh, yours is a 10 and a half AAM. Yes. Gotcha. Yep. yep. Okay. So you, that theoretically you could find that at the junkyard. Oh yeah. I mean, that's fine. I've, I've seen those axles a bunch of times. How much do you think you can get one for? A few hundred bucks. Yeah. Hundred 150 bucks. bucks. If I find one at oh, a junkyard, God. 150 bucks. If I find one online, 300 bucks, 200 bucks. Dude, 50. that's tempting. You could buy that lop off yours at the brake, just behind the brake caliper and then sleeve. That's a solid option. I gotta, I gotta play around with the 3D because the, there's also yeah. the friction weld. You know how they like mushroom in. Oh, they mushroom a bit. Yeah, I don't know how much meat there is, but I'll, I'll play around with it. It's a good idea. We need a portable lathe thing that just attaches to the axle, like the axle surgeon has. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna just call find the axle one. Sur- I need to call the axle surgeon yeah. and be like, "Hey, yeah, I would. have you done an 01 to 10? He probably <laughs> has. He'll be like, "No." He's like, what the fuck? This isn't a medium duty or bigger. Yeah. <laughs> Almost weighs like, as much. Please come do my truck. <laughs> <It> come do- 
<laughs> it's plated as a medium duty. Doesn't that count? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll be very interested to see. I mean, because I've never talked to an axle surgeon to see what kind of axle they've done, you know. But if they've got parts for them, I'm sure they can do it. You can have them on the podcast. Let's do it. <laughs> you call them and, and get that set up. And I we'll, will. We'll make it a date. That'd be fun, actually. If, to talk if I, to a guy. If I end up going that route, I will video it if he's cool with it. If no one, if no one knows what an axle surgeon is, let me give you a quick rundown. An axle surgeon is who you call, uh, oftentimes in like the trucking world. If you have a situation where a bearing goes out and you burn up the spindle on a semi or a medium duty truck, rather than replacing the entire drive axle or trailer axle or whatever, instead of replacing that entire axle, you can call a surgeon. He'll come out. You'll pull all the accessories off down to the spindle, the axle, and they literally have tooling that will attach to the axle and literally lathe off the spindle. They'll lathe it off, index it, slide a brand new one in there. Weld it all up. I think they may even have, I'm not, they may even have a, a, a robot, like a welder that spins around it as well. I don't recall. Wouldn't surprise me. It would not surprise me because it's very specialized and uh, they weld it back up and bada bing, bada boom, your axle is ready to go again. And it only costs you like a thousand bucks instead of spending multi thousands waiting on an axle to show up. Things like that. Like if you're buying a tow whole, bill alone on a semi truck, they, they will they will do it on the side of the road. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm saying like if the tow <laughs> bill alone on a semi truck is yeah. going to be over a thousand dollars. So on a semi, it, it totally be. makes sense. Depending on how far, depending on how far you got to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have you have a few hundred bucks on a tow bill, and then you'll be waiting on an axle to show up. You know, because if you have to order an entire axle, especially for a tractor, like a drive axle, yeah, you know that's that. Get steep quick. You're talking three, four grand pretty quick. Trailer axle, for probably a, two for grand. A used one, probably three or four grand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah used one. Oh, got a new one. Yeah. Oh, my God. $15,000, probably $12,000. <laughs> Not cheap if you can even get a hold of one. But yeah. anyway, that's why Axle Surgeon exists because they can do it for cheaper and get you back on the road real fast. It's surprising to me how uh, quickly they can actually get to a guy, usually. Yeah. It's guy, the guy in Chicago's website says, like, you know, most, most, um, appointments, most appointments, same day. Jeez. Yeah. How is that? You know, it's like, I don't understand how you can have that slim of a schedule unless they have just multiple technicians. I think they must have multiple technicians yeah. or they just don't have a whole lot going on. It could be. Um, or it's yeah. like, Oh, by the way, if it's an emergency, then we push off Joe Schmo. Oh. That could be. And you paid $250 extra or something like that. <laughs> Which I can be judged. Well, I, don't, I don't need it to be like today. Like, right. hey, if I can save 300 bucks, then yeah, do it next Thursday. See this winter. Yeah. yeah see this, see <laughs> this it, winter please, sometime. Please do it before February or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> What's in February? I don't know. I'm just making up oh, a date. Just uh, just getting it done before yeah. before the next wheeling season. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway. So there's it's that. It's a 30 the spindle. We've made it. We've made it to the 38 minute mark. Oh, I have one other thing that happened. Let's talk about it. All right. My it, was just an ar- it was just an arbitrary number. Huh? My gas tank You're is what? No. Second time. That's not supposed to happen. No, it's not. The Where you welded it? Yeah. So for those that don't know, when I shortened my wheelbase, I got rid of the tank that's under the driver's side of the truck um, and I put it behind the axle. I took a 31 gallon blazer, K5 blazer tank and thought that would just fit. It did not. Um, the pumpkin was definitely going to hit. Um, and so I notched <laughs> it out and it took sheet metal and I, you know, made a notch for the pumpkin. Um, and it, it actually worked out pretty nicely. And then I, I used red coat, R E D K O T K O T E 
uh, to coat the inside and seal any like pinholes so that it wouldn't leak. And it worked really, yeah. really well for a long time. Then the anti-rat bar came up when I was in Moab or something like that and dented it. I didn't think anything of it. Mm. It was fine for thousands of miles after that. And then it started leaking at one of the welds that I made. Hmm. So then so I did have a weld fail. I d- uh, <laughs> we're near the weld. We don't know yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, so I stripped the red coat out. You can use acetone to strip out the red coat. Very painful process. But the nice thing is that it also takes out the gas while you're doing it. Mm-hmm. So welding it is a little bit safer. So then I re I hammered everything back straight. I welded it again. Um, and I thought that would be totally fine. And then I recoded it. And that, that was fine. It worked for Ultimate Adventure and it worked for a year and some change after that too. Um, but now it's it's not leaking so much that it's dripping under the ground, but it's leaking that I can smell it and I can see the the wet Wetness. dirt around yeah, around where it's leaking. So hmm. the reason that Dan Dietz knows about this is I talked to him about cutting some aluminum on his on his plasma table um and making oh. a custom fuel cell. Are you going to run the aluminum fuel cell under the truck? Yep, exactly where it is skid, now. Skid plate? Yep, skid plate and everything. I get it. Oh, it has a skid plate currently? Yeah, I already have a skid plate. Oh, okay. Yeah, the the, the fuel tank is very well protected from rocks, just not the axle. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't get it under your truck very often in fear of it may fall on me. Uh, Yeah, you don't want 8,000 pounds on you. <laughs> but 5,000 pounds is okay. It's fine. Yeah, okay. 5,000 pounds doesn't fall. It's 8,000. When, when it gets to eight, that's when things get scary. I gotcha. I gotcha. I mean, I can bench 5,000 off me. That's another deal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're stronger than <laughs> I am, though. <laughs> uh, okay. So you need to, you're going to potentially make a new fuel cell. Three big ticket items. Cause that tire, the two, if I go to the two and a half ton tire rod ends, that's $450 just in tire rod ends, not including the it's tire not, rod itself. It's not terrible. Um, yeah. and bungs. So you have a so six, then it's just a $600 project. So that's a five, $600 thing. The right. spindle could, if I go with the axle doctor, it could be a thousand dollars, 1200 bucks, 1500 bucks. Yep. I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm going to go that route, but it sure would be nice to be like, Hey, here's some money and Hey, it's fixed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Than, that would be rather nice. Rather than spending at least a weekend trying to fix it myself. And right. then the gas tank, I don't know how much it's going to cost. Hmm. Dan's probably going to try and hook me up. Because he's very excited about it. <laughs> I've, uh. <laughs> and then I got to get it welded. So I got to talk to Bray. Um, and he and I had talked about doing this when it leaked the last time. I was like, so like, how long do you think it would take? What was the rough cost? Like, don't give me the friend cost. <laughs> yeah. And give it was, me the business cost. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. It was, I want to say like 200 something bucks to weld it. It's not bad. No, yeah. it's a lot of welding. Holy shit. It was like two, oh, like two hours of welding length. Good grief. Yeah. Or like an hour and a half or something like that. Maybe the prep was another 30, but right. Minutes, but yeah. So yeah. So those are all <sighs> three big ticket items. So uh, I'm going to have to fix those over the next couple months. And then the project will be lightning. 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 Just hit it with lightning. <laughs> <That'll> <laughs> the project will be lightning. <laughs> <laughs> not, not lightning. Lightning. The project will be lightning. Yeah. Lightning fast. Uh, so let's talk about pack out. I would like to get some Milwaukee pack outs and put them in the back of low key to hold tools and parts and all kinds of stuff. I think it's an excellent option these days. 
since that's becoming so modular and it's not it's not slowing down. So they're coming, they're constantly coming out with new things. That's right. Different different style pack outs, things like that. You can get real super thin ones that you would put like fittings and wire stuff in, and then you can get super thick ones to put you know full size tools in, <laughs> drills and. All sorts of stuff. And they come with, and like, I think you can get them with, like, padding for your cordless tools and everything. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I don't think. I haven't Ma- seen that. Mal- yeah. I don't know if Milwaukee makes it for, like, every combination under the sun, but you can go online right. and find um, foam padding. cutters. Oh, yeah. That will cut you foam for then, various Milwaukee cordless tools. Right. And then they make um, a plastic plate that goes down that you can bolt down to wherever. And just lock the pack out right into the plate that's that's you know hard mounted to your vehicle or whatever. And then obviously some of the new metal, some of the other companies like Alfred Anonymous, he built a really nice uh, eighth inch thick steel pack out plate that you could use as well if you want to go that route. Um, so yeah, that just the pack out idea to me just is a great concept. I think it's going to work really well for your you know your daily tools and stuff like that. And you were talking about when we were out wheeling last that you were considering getting rid of your slide out boxes in exchange for those. So Groey had pack outs. two packouts and I think his were just ratchet strapped down at the time. Yeah. He has plans didn't to didn't work them. out very well. <laughs> well it worked well until it didn't, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. Um then okay, so I my the drawer system that I have in my truck, they're Adrian Steele from like a plumber van that I found on Craigslist. They're right. not light. I, I bet you the drawers alone, both of them are close to 200 pounds over, over hundred wow. pounds for sure. Wow. Yeah. Um, so and they take up, and they take up quite a bit of bed space. They take up quite a bit of bed space. The way I have it is it's just a, a faux floor basically. Um, right. so everything is just mounted above it. Um, so that doesn't bother me fine. too much. Yeah, right. that's fine. And the nice, the, here's one nice thing is that the drawers don't open if the tailgate's closed. So I have a locking tailgate and boom, the drawers are theft proof oh, or yeah. theft resistant That's at least good. um the pack outs are a little bit less there's there's ways around it i think you could come up with like a, a steel strap that goes over the top of the pack out and then like a hood <laughs> pin with a padlock on it would so, keep it closed so hold on in my brain before you even said theft resistant i was thinking the nice thing about a pack out is that you can stack them higher um but that would mean putting up up towards the front of the bed potentially and doing it, then you got to climb into the bed to get to them. Um, I'm like, ah, that kind of sucks. I was like, what if you could put them on like a a rotator, so to speak? Like that a lazy like, Susan? Almost like a lazy Susan, but like when you stow them, they stow in the back of the bed against the tailgate sideways. Oh, so they're stacked. They're stacked. So they would they would be sideways facing you, right? So if you were to open them up, everything would fall out. But when you let the tailgate down, if you could like make them so they're rotated outward to the side. Oh, that'd be badass. So you'd be on the side like of the a tailgate. Tire, like a tire gate this, inside the bed. Similar, yeah, but it would have to like, it would have to raise, you'd have to have a way to raise it up. It would raise up a little bit as it comes out. You could almost put it on a cam. As it comes, as it swings outward, it would cam upward and the, you could rotate the boxes and then have them come back down. It would be pretty easy. I don't know how easy it would be. You would make a mount you would make a mount um, on like, okay, I'm trying to explain this to you. Let's say it's sitting outward in its outward position, sitting on the tailgate. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a floor mount that the pack out snaps into. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then on the bed side of that, there's an arm that goes up about halfway up the bed. 
like halfway up the tail light, yep, yep. there's a steel arm. And then that has a rot like a rotating it has a something there that rotates. Yep. And then and then in, just inside the bed, there's like a cam type hump there. So as you rotate it back towards the bed, like as you rotate it inward, it lifts up, then you can rotate the boxes and then it would set back down on the floor in the bed. I know that's a lot of moving parts, no, but yeah, I gotcha. That's <laughs> too, much, that's when too you, much work for me. It would be <laughs> so be slick though. though, because then you would have all your tools outward, you know, on both sides uh-huh. and the center of the tailgate would still be a work surface. That'd be and awesome. All your, and everything would be accessible. That'd be awesome. It'd be pretty slick. Honestly, the only reason that it would need to go up is to avoid the, um, the tailgate strap. The only reason I would think it would need to go up would just to be so you could because it's rotated oh, so you sideways. Can rotate it, yeah, yeah. You yeah. could so rotate the it, yeah. The bottom, but then again, you could have, yeah, you could have them floating, right, to where it's like rotated. You could. There's enough space oh, yeah. that when you rotated forward, it it would. Oh yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could definitely have them, and then you can put other oh, shit yeah, underneath could, it. Just put a lock, and then you just put a lock. So so they sit off the floor far enough that you could rotate them, and then as you swing it outward onto the tailgate section, it just has a lock. Yeah, just like a pin lock that you could just lock in place, and then they just be hanging there. And then the nice thing is you need to go to somebody else's rig. You just unsnap this, the pack out and away it goes. Yep. Which I guess could be the same. You could not even have it swing out. You could literally just have them rotate in place. You could yeah, have them rotate in place and then just, un, you know, just, just grab out what you need. Yeah. And they, they just, they're so close against the tailgate that you can't rotate them yeah. in place until the tailgate comes down. You could even, you could even make that adjustable. So as you add pack outs to it, <laughs> you could just, you know, could move it back. I would see. I would just yeah. Well, so this is starting, I think this there's starting several to sound options. heavier. <laughs> well, you know, you gotta be. You have to make it so that you can go to UA. Not anymore. Like it has to be. No, okay, I already been on UA. Like, Can't go back. That's your, your. That's your one and done. Well, I mean, what do you mean? I don't think you can get invited back unless the only person I know of that's been invited back, so to speak, was um, uh, Richard Richard Keller. Is it the Robert van? Keller. Robert Keller. No, no, no. Uh, oh. He went in 2015 and he rode as a passenger with somebody on this year's. Oh. Didn't um, didn't the van go get, back this year? You can get invited back once, but it's right. the next year. So Oh, it's only the next year. So since yeah, you didn't get invited back, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Well, fuck them. We're gonna make our own UA and go do it ourselves. We're going to Canada. Boom. <laughs> we know people. Get your there. passports, people. Yep. <laughs> That would be badass. That would be I badass. Have to imagine the have reason a, that they haven't you, done Canada yet is because of magazine oh issues, right? Because they've never been to Canada. Oh. They did Alaska. People had to right. drive through Canada, but they didn't actually do it in Canada. Right. Huh. That'd be interesting. Would it would be. be cool to go do uh, a trail riders meet in Canada, even though the all the maple leaves up there are all real spread out, kind of. Yeah. Canada's I'm a big country, travel. man. Is it? I haven't I, noticed. I assume it's bigger than the U.S. I don't know for sure. <laughs> they're pretty similar in size, but the U.S. is there's big. Just so. So, there's just so much territory out there. I mean, if you, got, if you got a big wheel. head, you got a big hat, right? And Canada's America's hat, so. <laughs> <laughs> I have never had, heard it put that way. Uh, <laughs> it would be cool. I would love to do something like that do like a big trip like that. I, w- that was the plan with Loki is to build it that way, but I just haven't driven it enough to make it that way yet. I, just, I don't know how you do it. Just don't just put the trailer somewhere else. That's how 
No, no boats. Start, start, uh, start driving the Cherokee everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, that was the goal. Yeah. And I just haven't done it yet. You still can. I, of course, can. Yeah, yeah. I'll but get just start eventually. driving it everywhere around town. Start start until it's reliable mm-hmm. around town because that was my th- My truck wasn't oh. just like, bam, it worked all of a sudden because like I had issues driving to Danville with the re- old rear axle would overheat and spew fluid out. And uh-huh. like, to there Danville, were things that I, 30 miles. Yeah. <laughs> like I would get it. It was a highway got, trip, right? You know, the reason mine hasn't been dailyed yet is because the rear drive line. Remember, I was dailing it to oh, the pot, right. to the studio quite a bit, that's right. and it was vibrating like crazy. And I still have not put aside the money to buy a new driveline. Yeah, well, someday, someday I'll put aside the money. So you just keep a list of things that need to be fixed before it can be like a long distance rig, right? Yeah, I don't know if it'll ever be a long distance, uh, technically a long distance rig. It would be nice. I would love to do that, but I don't know that it's the ideal rig. Fair, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's I just mean. older, you know. Need a JK. It's just a better platform for that. I don't know why I feel that way. It's a little bit bigger. That way either. It's It's got a back seat. You just want to use that grill that's behind you. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) He's got a JK grill on the wall behind him. brought us. Yeah, for those of you can't see, there's a in the new studio. There's a JK grill hanging, and it's not going to stay there. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that the Ethernet cable is going to run down the corner over there. Uh, is what's going to end up happening. And then, because right now the Ethernet cable is literally running straight down the the wall right behind the grill. It's going to run down the corner, and I'm going to put some of the shielding around it to hide it. And then I think there's going to be, either on this wall, right behind us, is going to be a big TOP sticker, or there's going to be a big TOP sticker on that wall. This wall is going to get wood flooring, like uh, tongue and groove type panel, like nice. wood flooring up it, is what I'm thinking. I'm going to paint the whole room a different color gray because right now it's kind of like an off whitey yellow kind of. Yeah. So, I don't know. Dope. It's weird. Something like that. I don't know what you call that color. Anyway, the plan is to paint this room like a gray color and then do uh, the paneling here on the wall because that'll be pretty easy. And there's a place here locally in Rantoul that does a bunch of like um, when when like a flooring, say like something goes out of stock or overstock at like Home Depot or Lowe's or something like that he gets all the overstock stuff. And so he ends up with a bunch of like, we have seven, you know, seven cases of this flooring and it's only 300 square feet, you know? So he ends up with, you know, random amounts of stuff. So it would be cool to go pick up some of that for cheap, throw it on the back wall here and then do something with this table. And there's going to be a giant saw blade somewhere. Haven't decided where yet. Just put the TOP sticker on the saw blades and you can spin it. No, no, giant saw blade. Yeah. Like five foot. Oh, I'm, you're mean sawzall blade. Sawzall blade. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Giant I was thinking, blade. I'm thinking like giant, like circular saw blade, like from a lumber, think, <clears throat> lumber mill. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. No, everyone wants me to polish one of those. More, more lumber mill saw, less research. <laughs> <laughs> More log saw, yep. less research. More log saw. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, no, nope. uh, I think I'm at the vinyl shop. Print me a giant, giant saw blade. That'd be badass. Uh huh. That it would. So, yeah, I'm gonna do that. Is kind of the plan for the studio right now. Is to just kind of get that stuff squared up. I want to get a tear a table that's narrower than this table. This one's 36 inches. I'd like to get one that's maybe. 28 or 30 inches 
just give me a little bit more wiggle room on the sides. And I'd like it to be about another foot or two longer. Ideally. Yep. This room's actually not big enough for a multi-person studio. Surprisingly. Looks fine from here. It's not exactly. It's not bad. It would be nice if this was a triangle table. Like I've seen some podcast tables that are triangles. Like it's a soft triangle. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. Yeah. And it's I, not, it doesn't have hard. And, uh, doesn't have, not equilateral. Isosceles. Isosceles. Maybe. What does that mean? Two equal sides. No, no, no. This one, it has, it has, it have three equal sides. Okay. So it's equilateral. Equal. Yeah. yeah equilateral. I don't know. Sounds right. I flunked out of calculus. Geometry. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be uh that would be cool. I'm not sure how it would fit in here very well, but that would give us the opportunity to have a third person or maybe like I would sit against the wall and we'd have two chairs here kind of facing back this direction a little bit. Yeah. Uh, back towards me. Um, and then we they'd really be able need, to kind of look. The, you need the triangle with the point against the wall. So you and Mike are always facing the camera. And then when you have a guest, you rotate it and the guest sits right. against the back. Oh, so we can see them. I see. I actually like the square huh. or the rectangle table because right now, if you could, if you did have a guest, you could pull the whole thing towards the camera and right. the guest, you know, in between you two. And then this table doesn't even bother me except for the fact that it's short and it has jack boxes holding it up. So I'm, I've lost a lot of foot room. Oh yeah. And like that's the chair, a problem. I can't move the chair around. That's what I was saying. Like this table would be fine if the legs were different, but because of the way the legs are set up right now and like the giant boxes below here, I can't move my chair around very well. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. So to like recline the chair all the way back. So it's not touching the wall. I have to like get the chair rotated just perfectly. So it straddles the box. It's kind of annoying. So back to pack outs. Um, oh, okay. I've been doing some research <laughs> real quick. Okay. Uh, the plastic packout mounting plates have a 50 pound weight capacity if it's wall mounted oh. or a 100 pound weight capacity if it's floor mounted. So huh. if you have it on its side, it will hold 50 pounds. If you have it mounted like this with the weight on top of it, it's 100 pounds. That's, so that's the reason to um, keep them flat. That's the reason. Well, not keep them flat so much as that's the reason to go with the metal one versus the plastic one. Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't know you don't how strong to... the boxes are. If you go with the metal one, then the box, know. the pack up box itself is the the weak link. Is the fail right? point. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but I don't 50 know, pounds yeah. is a lot. I mean, you'd have to have a lot stacked up for 50 pounds. Right? Yeah, hanging sideways. Yeah. But, not, but I'm not worried about that so much as the, uh, you come off a rock. True. You come off a ledge and True. hit your yeah, hitch on something. They're not necessarily Boom. designed for... If Mobile. It doesn't say, yeah, mobile, mobile mounted applications. It just says wall mounted, which right. assume, I assume when they say wall mounted, the wall's not moving. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I mean, you know, you say wall mounted like in a van, in like a service van. Yeah, it's, it's not specific you know I mean? to that, you know. Right. Yeah, that's All the of the part. pictures on Milwaukee's page. Well, they have a picture of one in a pickup truck. Is it sideways? Oh. No, it's flat. But it's on a, okay. uh, what do you call it? A slider. Slide, slider, bed slider. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. They're neat. Interesting. They're neat. There's no question about oh, it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And DeWalt makes a similar product. Yeah. But I think I like Milwaukee's better. Milwaukee's been ahead of the curve, I feel like, on this yeah. one. They're, Some people I mean, like they're not the cheap, DeWalt's, though. But the pack out, the, the, nice, no. the nice larger pack out boxes are like 60, 80 bucks. And you need yeah. two at least, probably, for most tools. It is what it is. It is what it it's is. Just like, 
Just like buying a nice toolbox. That's right. That's the thing you're getting what you're paying for at that point. I love that they have a clear top on them so you can look down in them in some case, you know, in some of them mm-hmm. so you can see what, see what all is in there. Um, I don't know. I just, I like them a lot. And then you can get a radio. So you can be jamming. Do so you right. want to pay $300? Oh my God. <laughs> I already have a radio in my truck, so Did, I don't need. I didn't say it was cheap. <laughs> it's got like 10 speakers, dude. Can't Damn. beat that. I know. Good. For me, I'm going I'm to put it in the Cherokee though. Hang it from the ceiling. Put it on the roof. Like a light bar. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like a light bar. <laughs> you just have pack out mounts all over the vehicle. <laughs> different places. Instead of having the instead of having the rotor the what do they call those? The roto um roto packs. The roto packs, yeah. You just have pack outs just on the side oh of the vehicle God. just hanging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when's Milwaukee gonna come it. out with a uh pack out fuel jug? Yeah. <laughs> you you can put you can put it in the uh, cooler. Okay. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> you hey, you don't even need a siphon. It. Then you just use the uh, the ice drain plug, and you just put a hose yeah. on it, and it goes right into the fuel tank. Boom. Perfect. Done. It's already red, so it's yeah. compliant. Oh, it's compliant. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's gasoline compliant. It's already yeah. red. It's already approved. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> First person I see with a gas with a cooler full of gasoline. <laughs> It's going to be wonderful. When there was the um, fuel crisis shortage, uh-huh. whatever, at the oh, beginning of my COVID, God. there were there's a picture of somebody putting gas into a plastic bag or something like I that. I love it. Like, oh, my I God. I love it. That person's <laughs> going to have a bad day. Yeah. When they, when they realize this is a bad idea. <laughs> oh, some people, man. <laughs> some people. I think I've seen that picture. Yeah, I think a lot of people. Like, it, really? might, it might be really? staged. I don't know. Probably not. People are really people. dumb. Yeah. Some people just don't have any sense. And nope. I'm pretty stupid. So coming from me, that's pretty bad. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Me too, man. I have sense. And <laughs> it's not common, though. Yeah. Mm. So anyway, I wanted to talk about, and we'll get off of here pretty quick, because I know you got to wrap it up, don't you? Yeah. And like, I got like 40 minutes. Oh, okay. So we got a little bit of time. I need rear bump stops for Loki at some point. Should I go with an air bump or just a traditional rubber bump? I really like what Bray did because he has a. Oh, yeah. It's a traditional rubber bump, but he has it mounted to like a in a, can. a tube that's the size of an mm-hmm. air bump. So he has mm-hmm. air bump cans now welded to his frame. And I think once he dials it all in or if he decides that he needs more progressive bump stoppage, he can mm-hmm. swap out that little rubber you know, bump stop for an bump, air bump. Yeah. So the reason the, so two things, one, I need to, I need to figure out, I, I need to figure out if anything's going to hit in my suspension travel. If I go to a shorter rear shock, because when we were playing in the dunes, I used all the rear shock and the rear shock mm-hmm. was being the bump stop. Nice. I was like, that's not good. So you need a shorter travel shock because you need the body to be shorter. Yeah. But you didn't you didn't ex- I'm not using, it, right? No, I don't. I don't use of. all the extension. Yeah, okay, I'm, okay. I've never seen it use the entire extension. Got it. Okay. There's still quite a bit left when the springs are completely bound. Okay. So I mean, one way to um, check is put it up in the air and then like put a pry bar on it, right? Because it's never gonna. Yeah. It's never gonna. Ex- the only reason it would extend like more than just slowly lifting it up in the air is because when you come off of the jump, you've got right. more spring force pushing the axle down, but it's not. I've gonna had come it flexed way. out. I've had it flexed out in the ditch where it was hanging tire 
and I got on the tire and started jumping on the beadlock ring and I could see the shock coming out a little bit, but not, I couldn't flex it very much. It was pretty, yeah, it was pretty extended. Um, but did you measure it? Yeah. I mean, that would tell you for I'd, sure. I don't remember. I don't remember if I measured it, but I think I could look at it and be like, nope. Okay. Like okay, that's not fully you. extended. You're way off is what you're saying. Right. Yeah. There's way more downward available travel on that shock than there's upward. I think there's only like, I think that's a eight inch shock. I think six or eight inch shock and it has only four inches of shaft showing at, at uh, right height. I hope it's more than six. <sighs> uh, surely it is. Probably. I'll go take it. I'll take it out and flex it sometime. Do you know what the shock out. is from? I think I ordered them for an XJ with six inches of lift. Okay. Okay. So it, yeah, I think probably. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. You should find so the part know, number. It's yeah. probably stamped on the, it's a bill. Stain, it definitely right? is. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah it's yeah, a part stain. number and that'll tell you exactly what it is. Yeah. I'll do that. And mm-hmm. then, so I need to move to a shorter body shock. So I have more upward travel. I need to make sure that the suspension's not going to get in anything in that. Uh, I will have to cut the fender more. I'll have to cut the quarter panel more because as of right now, when it's fully flexed out, it's sitting like a quarter of an inch from the sheet metal. Mm. Ooh. Which it doesn't bother me any. I don't care. I mean, quarter's quarter. As long as it's not Sheet zero. Metal. What was that saying I heard on that podcast? Less sawzall, more research. Or less research, that's more sawzall. One. God damn it. No, that's the other one. <laughs> more sawzall, less research. I will get it right one of these days. I got the, I got the, I got the log saw one right. Why can't I get the actual sawzall quote better? Saw. <laughs> more log saw, less research. Uh... <laughs> Speaking of which, I talked to Trent over at It's a Wrap this morning, and he said those stickers were first thing on his list this morning. So hopefully by the time this comes out, I'll be ready to go pick some stickers up. Nice. And then I just have to get the Sour Patch Kid to answer my text message so we can get the internet or so we can get the website thing figured out and try to get um, everything going again. I'm gonna put my secretary on that. Once I get logged into the inter- into the website, I'm gonna get Nicole and be like, "Hey, you need to go through all this. You need to message these people who have not been fulfilled, have had not had orders fulfilled, and we need to get all their stuff to them because apparently we don't have. We've got some people waiting on things. Ooh, that's not yep. good. No, it's not. I wish I could help, but it's hard to do any of that from two and a half hours away. <laughs> this is true. You don't have access to the uh, merch. So I'm uh, going to try to get that going here pretty quick and get some stickers up on the website. If I don't get them on the website, I'm just going to have people like send me Ven- money via Venmo or pay- PayPal. I'm just like, just send me money and I'll get them mailed out. Sometimes I don't, like doing, I don't like doing it that way because I don't have like, cause I have to write the label, handwrite the shipping label, Ooh. but it is what it is. And it's, it's really nice when you can click you track it anyway. When you can click two buttons and um, when you can click two buttons and print a shipping label, it's pretty nice. That is nice. Mm-hmm. It costs you an extra couple extra dollars, but it's nice. So need to work on that. Those are things that are coming up. Hopefully tomorrow, hopefully you'll see a picture of some Sawzall stickers. Oh, yeah. I'm kind of excited about that. I am, too. I like I like that sticker. Yeah, I do too. I'm glad that, uh, I don't remember who said it. Was it Ian that said it? Yeah, it was Ian. It was a Sour Patch Kid. I'm glad he said it, and I'm glad that the fans were like, yes, that. And then too bad it took, Nick Davidson, I think, sent 
the Sawzall <laughs> blade had with several, it written on it. We've had several Sawzall blades sent to the studio with it, it written on it. Definitely cemented that phrase, I feel like. <laughs> I think it was pretty set in stone right after it happened. Yeah, you're right. Like but everybody was like, Yes, we need that sticker like yesterday. It cemented that stone in place, if we're using this metaphor. Hmm. How far can we take it? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a Mason. Can't help you. Me either. <sighs> <laughs> more more masonry blade less research no. yeah that would be a bad yeah, time so i need to with the jeep i just need to do a, figure out a few things obviously drive shaft wheels i need to get those dismounted i did not get that done this week i did not uh dismount the beadlock like i was hoping to while you have it dismounted you're going to re-silicone the inner bead or how are you going to do that i don't know I guess we'll see how it comes apart hmm. Yeah, I still I, First I I found and I sent you and Mike a link to somebody on oh really somebody on Instagram I think his name is Snow Taco S N O T A C O hmm and he's got like a I don't know Tacoma it might have a IFS lift on it it's not like crazy built but he does a lot of snow wheeling mm-hmm. what a surprise um <laughs> P and W guy yeah he's a B he's a BMW no P N W Pacific Northwest yes yeah that's correct. Yeah. Um and he that's what he does. He's got non beadlock wheels. He does mm-hmm. the duct tape, gorilla tape method of really making the bead the safety bead bigger and he doesn't he's running two PSI. So do you do you gorilla all the way to the bead or is it like right at the safety bead? So he does I think three total layers. So he does two layers where the edge stops right at the peak of the safety bead. Right. And then he takes another wrap and he wraps over that so that when the wheel goes on, it doesn't yep. fuck up the tape. And then you also have a layer underneath the bead. So it makes the diameter of the wheel just a tiny bit bigger and it really makes yeah. that safety bead way bigger. Interesting. Does he did he say which uh tape he uses? Gorilla. Does he say did he say which gorilla? The black just one. regular just regular black gorilla. I think it's just regular. So so gorilla tape makes a like outdoor weather tape. That stuff's legit. I bet. I don't I had think that you'd on the need to on a wheel, though, because the wheel's not going to see. Uh, I mean, it's going to only see hot not. and cold. It's, it's not going to see, like, moisture or anything like that. It, well, I don't know if it was so much that. It's just, like, it's very nice vinyl tape. Ah. Like, I had it on the Liberty for months. How long did I have it on there? I probably... It was close to a year from the time it got hit by a yeah, tree yeah, yeah, to the yeah, time yeah. I cut the roof off. When I pulled it off the roof, I pulled it off there, and it did not, like, tear apart. Like, it didn't come apart like duct tape. You know how duct tape yeah, starts yeah, fraying yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that? No, no. It just it just come right back off. Wow, that's cool. A year a year in the in weather. It was never inside, so that's awesome. Yep. It was that's that's some nice tape. It's like ten bucks a roll, but who cares? Like ten bucks is nothing. Maybe two when rolls to do inner rings. Maybe. Maybe. Might be able to right. do it with one. I don't know. True story. Three wraps yep. per wheel, basically. Mm-hmm. I don't know. How many go ahead, do that in your math. Do the math in your head. Seven no. Yeah, probably 17 times 3.14. Uh, yeah. I can't do probably that math. Right 17. <laughs> <laughs> multiply Less that by 3. Less than 60 inches times 4. <laughs> 240 inches, 20 feet. How much? How big is a roll of Gorilla Tape? Probably more than 20 feet. I think it's longer than that. Old. I think it's like 30, 30 or 50 feet. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> but you do need... So we were talking earlier about... Um, you can use the narrower... Uh, gorilla tape. I think you do need the the wide gorilla tape. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So it's fifty three 
53 foot per wheel, approximately 54 feet per wheel. Oh, really? That's quite a bit. That's no, wait, is that right? You did that wrong. That's inches. I'm sorry. 53 inches per wrap per wheels times three, right? No. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Times three is 160 inches. Times, so 13, times four. 13, 13 and a half feet times four. So you oh, need oh, two rolls. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Because so they're yeah, 12 yards, good. which is 36 feet. Yep. But that's fine. They're $13 a roll. That's not bad. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Sorry. On it's Amazon, doable. regular Gorilla Black duct tape is 12.48 for two rolls. Oh, nice. So it's so not yeah, bad. Totally oh, all weather tape is right below it. 9.94 per roll. And it does not say how long. How long are you? Zoom in on the picture. Doesn't say on the front. Come on. This is why I hate Amazon, because like they don't put specs anywhere. Ah. Extra strong, yeah, I hate that. extra durable, extra long lasting. Extra everything except for 25 yards. What you need to know. Well, that's a lot. Oh, that's a lot. Is that for both that both rolls together? No, that's one roll. Wow. So it must be thinner than regular Gorilla Tape or I don't know. Because normal Gorilla Tape's 12 yards. Or maybe it's just a bigger roll. I don't know. There's no banana right. for scale. <laughs> There's no banana for scale. That's an old <laughs> that's an old internet reference. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so you're gonna do gorilla tape. Yeah, that's that's low on my list though right now because I gotta fix the tie rod, I gotta fix the spindle, I gotta fix the gas tank before I do any yeah. of this crap. So I oh, got yeah. a lot of projects. And, and b- before you decide to take the wheels back apart. Yeah, and I don't know if I can. That we were talking terrible. like, oh, we'll just you know break the bead and do it from the. I think you got to take the tire off. <sighs> to be able to get in there enough to like. Wrap it That'd nicely onto the safety bead. Yeah. I think they got to come apart. That'd so. be tough. I'll just bring hey, you know with what, me. You know what they don't have to come apart for? Great or right stuff. That's true. <laughs> Break the bead, put a little a bead of, of caulk on there and seat it back up and put it back on the truck. Hell, you didn't have to take it off the truck. You're making very good points, Steve. <laughs> For and what it's, it's worth, we'll find out more when I when I dismount one of the forties. We'll find out more about how hard it is to get that apart. Yeah, that's what I'm interested we, in because I'd like to yeah. be able to at least like throw a high lift on and break the bead if I'm on the trailer. I need that's to, what like, I'm gonna do. do. So once I once I get the jeep off the trailer, I will grab the high lift and I will scope that out. Because we'll see the, what that takes. Because I'll even the, video it. One of the weight saving um, ideas that I didn't come up with, but I've I've read about is just bring a spare tire. No wheel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now that I don't have Ugh, cast yeah. aluminum wheels that can crack very easily, I'm more on the, hey, I might actually <laughs> consider that train. Right. Now that you don't have cast aluminum, oh. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. They probably won't break as easily. Or whatever. They're they're fine. They're cast still, but they're... They've they're got beefy. A half, yeah, they're beefy, and they got a half-inch ring to protect them from cracking uh-huh. at the outer outer area the outer, there yeah. yeah and just race lines in general are just so friggin thick 
Dude, those wheels are heavy. They're pretty beefy. Uh, the H2s, For being aluminum I, wheel? I got to give it to the H2s are an awesome wheel. There's no question about yeah. that. Oh, they the, do. They do great. The safety they did beat great. is huge, <laughs> which is probably yeah. why we rarely have de-beating. He has to say rarely, as we just had an instance. <laughs> I, I don't want to call anybody out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, I mean... What did you break on yours? You cracked the you you mashed the bead against a rock and snapped it and cracked a chunk of the bead off. It was drivable. I drove it home like that, but it was a right. It was a but that's what three happened. inch long piece of the lip, right? Yeah, the lip, so yeah. the the bead mounting surface was still fine, but like there was not much left. There was bead showing. There was bead you could showing. See the yes, tire yes, bead, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So right. I drove it home like that because I was like, it's probably fine, and I checked it at the first like fuel station before I got on the highway, and there wasn't like any you know, worn rubber, but that was at S'more like three or four years ago. And that was, that was probably one of the first trips that I really beat on it after the wheelbase shortening. Yeah. With that the- wasn't the dirty 30 trip. Was it? No. Yeah. It was it? my 30th birthday. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember you doing it. Were you there? I don't think you were there. I was there for the dirty 30 at S'more. Wasn't I? Maybe not. Have you been to S'more? Yeah. Uh, nope. My bad. Sorry. Wrong park. <laughs> okay. Right like, state, wrong park. <laughs> I was like, I really don't, I really don't remember you being so there, I didn't, but maybe you were. I didn't make it to your dirty 30. I thought flat nasty was your dirty 30. Uh, I feel like it was. Yeah. Flat like nasty would have. Wait, hold on. It was December, no. like early December. It was like right now. Like, did you just have a birthday? Yeah. Yeah. In November. Oh. Day after Thanksgiving. Well, damn it. Sorry, buddy. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Do we miss that? Yeah, probably. There's oh, a lot going weird. on. That was because Thanksgiving is uh, always birthdays are birthdays. Hold on, busy, busy. I got now. I got to figure this out. So fo- we'll go to photos. The Thank God for Google footage, Photos. The footage S'more. I had was from like late November. Okay, S'more was 2019, which is not my 30th oh. birthday. That was my 31st. Yeah, so flat 18 is when I went down to flat nasty. December 1st, 2018. Okay, that was my dirty 30. You were there. Yep. You're not I crazy. <laughs> okay. Uh, for a second, I thought I was a little crazy. So it was not on your dirty 30. It was the next year. It was your dirty 31. It was my dirty 31. Yeah. I, I, I wheeled <laughs> it nicely at flight nasty, but I don't think I really like got on it. You know, like I wasn't like, I really want to go back to that park with my Jeep. I would really go bad back with you. I love flight. Nasty. Okay. Uh, spring this trip, springish trip. Like Probably make that April. Work. <laughs> I gotta, like I gotta figure out what my May. trips are gonna look like for next year because I really want to make it somewhere out west if I can. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. I think Ian's planning on doing uh, um, the hammers, King of the Hammers. I don't know. I don't think I can make that far west. <laughs> no, no. But I think that's what he's planning on doing. What's out west between? Oh, I know the trail riders over trying to do. They're trying to do a Colorado trip. Are you, are you in? Are we in? I don't, I can't tell you right now. I, <laughs> Start I saving money right yes, now. But, but you're also building a garage. I'm also building a garage and we're going to Paris. Oh my gosh. So yeah. It's our That's last neat. big hurrah, I think, before kids. Ooh. Before we try for kids. Well, if you're lucky, you'll get one while you're there. Go for a friend's wedding. It seems to work. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll never forget sure. how old Owen is. <laughs> try try for elevation. <laughs> <laughs> is that the key? Uh, the key to success is 9,000 feet of elevation. Seemingly. Seemingly. 
I mean, I can't argue it. <laughs> That's the key. Oh, man. Uh-huh. So, I, I mean, I would love to go back to Colorado because it's been too long. I had a lot of, it was awesome to go out there because that was my first time in Colorado by like, like as an adult and like going and like looking at things like, dude, this place is awesome. I love Colorado so much. I cannot like, it would be so cool to drive the Jeep through Estes Park. Like that would just be cool. Mm hmm. You may not love it, but it'd be fun. I mean, you should drive it up. Um, uh, not, not Pikes Peak. No, 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 no. Well, you could do that, but, um, old, Fall River Road in Rocky Mountain National Park. It's an off-road road, mostly gra- it's oh. gravel, but there's washouts. It's a fire road. Yeah, you could do it in a Subaru. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's a. It goes from like one of the basins up to the highest paved road in the park. So there's some good scenery and lots of wild animals. We saw a bunch. That'd be cool. Yeah, it's cool. See, I want to do a trip like that. I'll just drive the Jeep out there, fly Jess and Owen out. And then just wheel around. Like I want the Jeep to be in good enough road condition to be able to do that. Yeah. Throw it, throw it on the trailer, take it somewhere and then just park the truck and trailer and then just use the Jeep as the commuter. But there's a few things I got to sort out. One is I'm still getting some exhaust fumes to some degree in the vehicle. Hmm. Yep. So I need to sort that out. You have um, an exhaust leak? Maybe. I don't. Dude. That's what I checked rust- first. It's a shit box. I know, like, but of like, course. but even even if, even knows. a vehicle that has holes in the floor, like visible holes yeah. in the floor, if you've got the exhaust going out the quarter, but panel, it's not. Oh, well, yeah, then. that's the thing. It's underneath the vehicle. Ah, okay. Well, it exits. It exits right above the axle. I bet you. Yeah, tailpipe making, would be really it go out. Yeah, would make a big difference. When I build the new, when I build the rear bumper for it, eventually, the goal is to build the rear bumper and then run the exhaust, exit the exhaust out, like through the rear bumper per se nice. so that it's protected um it'll go right along the side of the fuel tank and then out the rear bumper that's what it i wanted to do and goal. then i got lazy and i was like you know what shrink <laughs> <laughs> when you have a bed you can get away with that that's true well right. mine's, mine's side dumped it used to go above just, the leaf spring under right. the frame but then i got really flexy and it started to bend the exhaust pipe so i just cut it oh wow so now it just shoots at the leaf spring <laughs> When mine was real big, one of my exhaust iterations that the Jeep has been through, when it was real big uh, or bigger, I did that same thing. I ran the exhaust out over the axle and then in between the frame and the leaf spring, and then it turned at a 90, went straight back, and then dumped at an angle right at the edge of the quarter panel. It was actually a pretty, it was, it was pretty slick, but now that everything's cut the way it is, it would be just hanging out in the open. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I I, I need to get that sorted. Because when I'm on trail, like when we have doors on, like this last trip, like I had to have the windows down because I can just kind of, it's not like so it's, ex- it's not exhausty smelling, but you know, that's like something smells exhaust. Like there's just, I don't know, it heaviness like in the air. Smells like carbon monoxide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like it all, and it's that kind of feeling. Yeah. So anyway, there's that. Um, when I put the fuel tank in, I used a radiator hose, a hose, like as a hose. I use the radiator. Yeah. Because where do you find a fuel hose that you can do flexy things with? He's like, hold on. I'm going to make it out of metal. It's going to be solid. Oh, okay. Around. That works. Yep. Mine's going to be steel. That'd be ideal. Do it with stainless. There needs, there needs to be a check bowl. Have you seen what my Jeep has a problem with? Yes. I saw it. I witnessed it myself. <laughs> Was pouring $4 a gallon fuel on the ground. They must make a check bowl, right? 
Somebody does. Yeah. Almost certainly. It needs to not, it needs to not drip back out preferably. That actually, I either that's need to have a sealed ass. system. Huh? How do they do that? Hold on. Cause mine doesn't do that. Although it's just too tall. Huh? You know what I'm saying? Mine never did that before either, but it was also because the fuel tank was so low. Now the fuel tank is much higher. There's the plane is not as much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but mine's the fill. The fill hose goes into the like, back of the fuel tank. So when I'm on a really so, steep <clears throat> incline, there's definitely oh. fuel wanting to come out the filler. Like if I, I bet. Oh, oh I really? bet it's because I have a cap. I have a cap as well. Oh, you do. Maybe you just need a better cap. <laughs> it's it's a factory cap. <laughs> maybe you just need a new factory but cap. <laughs> but it's a vented. It's a vented cap. I don't. Maybe does the does the vented cap have like a a grommet seal in it? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. That's that's strange. Next time I'm on a really steep incline, I'll, go, I'll take I'll my go buy fuel cap off and see yeah. what happens. I'll pull my tail light. <laughs> Drop the tailgate first things first, then pull oh, the tail really? light. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's too much work. That's not much work when I'm at the fuel station. Did you see the Did you see the video of the of the tail light on the square body? Uh. Uh-uh. I posted. I think I sent it to the uh, Steve has tiny lug nuts. Studs. Studs. Steve has tiny studs. Did I miss it? When, when did you I, send it? I, it's a TikTok, and I sent it to you guys. Uh, I don't know when I sent it. Anyway, it's a square body, and he put like a uh, actuator, and he put the taillight on like a, on a swivel, so the actuator comes out, and he just swivels the taillight to the side a little bit, and then he can fill his truck up. Oh, yeah. I've, I've definitely seen it. I mean, that's common in like the, I don't want to say lowrider community, but like the custom. Right tuning huh. community oh yeah i sent it i sent it on it. sunday that was the idea i, I wanted to make my taillight like have a hinge and everything but then i was like i guarantee you after i finish this beautiful hinge or the taillight just kind of moves out of the way <laughs> hello tree <laughs> yep <laughs> you can't be afraid of um you can't be afraid of something that hasn't happened yet no but i also know that Except it's gonna be a ton of work and it's really not that much work to take a, th- a thumb screw to take the <sighs> taillight out. Sounds terrible. That's why you have a 32 gallon or a 31 gallon tank or 30 gallon tank, isn't it? So you don't have to uh, it's do like that 28 as much. now with the notch that I took out of it. <laughs> That's one of the cool things about going to this aluminum one is that I could go with a bigger tank, although I might not because of weight. Yeah, I don't know that I would go to a bigger tank. 28 is pretty good. The nice thing is if I go no bigger. I can run the exactly like you you were saying with the exhaust. I can run the exhaust next to the fuel tank and go out the bumper, like you were saying. Oh yeah. If I go wider, the, the way nice. I would get more gallons is I would go wider, and mm. that won't. I got you. Help. So. Yeah. My takeaway this Sorry. week is fluid film. I'm gonna try that on my Himes. Do it. Yeah. I uh, check your messages. I sent that to you. All right. I'm looking. Okay. This is riveting stuff for the listeners. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, there's the, if you're this late in, you're literally just listening for content at this point. I mean, we're talking about off road things. We definitely this need, is to, the we need most... to put this TikTok though on the, on the uh, Facebook trail writers okay, page. I'll, I will do it right now. Oh, they're not going to know what you're talking about though. They'll figure it out. They will figure it out. Maybe they should listen to the fucking podcast. Oh, that's fucking cool. Okay, no, I have not I seen know. this. <laughs> okay, so for those who are too lazy to check the Trail Riders page, it is a linear actuator. It was what it appears to be. Yes. That pushes the taillight so. out so this guy can fill his 
uh, fuel tank. That's pretty sick. Badass. Indeed. That's a good looking truck too. Minus that rust hole in a weird spot. Man, that's cool. I don't, I ain't got that kind of time or money. <laughs> money. What's a linear actuator cost? Like 150 bucks, probably. No. Yeah. You better, you better Amazon that shit. They're like 30 <laughs> okay. bucks. They're not expensive. No, I don't want to put an Amazon garbage it, linear actuator it doesn't have to have... that it controls whether or not it can put fuel in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't put a McMaster one, but it doesn't have to have any kind of load. Like it could be a five pound actuator. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It wouldn't need any, like you could literally go to the junkyard and get a power antenna motor. And do the same thing. Yeah, then when I drag it against a tree, it'll pull the, the taillight out and then just stay stuck out. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, jeez. Oh, gosh. I'm put, I'll touch all the buttons. Okay, I fixed it. Never mind. <laughs> uh, we got mice running around our attic again. Uh-oh. Joy. That's no fun. Fucking things. <laughs> Motherfucker stole the cheese out of the mousetrap without tripping the trap. What? That's crazy. And it's not like it's not like the cheese was sitting on top of the thing. It's in a cup inside yeah. the trap. How the hell you do that? That's crazy. Fucking mice, um, dude. I don't know if this will work, but Mike probably has more experience peanut too. Butter. But yeah. peanut butter, I think. Yeah, because then they can't. Then peanut they can't just pick it up. They trip it. Right. Mm-hmm. Also, I think they like peanut because they, they lick it. They lick it out. Yeah. Little Dead. mousy mouse tongues. Somebody tagged me. I got tagged in a post. Oh, any set plans for the hangover run? And then my wife commented saying, he's not a planner. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Oh, maybe she didn't comment. I thought she, I thought she said she commented on that. Maybe she just told you you're (sighs) not a planner. I need to. Thanks. uh, Thanks, Jess. I know I'm not a planner. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What, What are the plans? For the hangover. I would like to, I was literally just typing this out. I would like to go over New Year's Eve. I need to call and see if there's cabins available. I want to go over New Year's Eve and stay the night New Year's Eve. You know, hang out, have a few beers, whatever. Watch the ball drop. Shut her down. Watch the ball drop, which will be in the right time zone for the first time probably in my life. (laughs) Um, I guess I say the right time zone, the correct time zone for to watch it and drop in New York. And then um, I would like to, you know, go to bed at whatever time we all feel like going to bed. Some of us are old, so we'll go to bed at like 830 and then um, (laughs) get up in the morning and go four wheeling on the first. That is what I'd like to do. So I want to rent. I need to figure out if we're doing uh, like as I kind of put a call out there, like, you know, who wants to do this? And it was just a few. It was just a few people. So that really wouldn't be that bad of a group. But. Uh, I want to do either do the big cabin, uh, which sleeps 22 people. Damn. So that's plenty and a half. It's all like, it's all like bunk bed stuff, but whatever. Who yeah, cares? But still, it's one, I mean, it's we, one we night. We stayed in one for Ian's bachelor party. It was for sure. That was a nice basic. one. Yeah. And and we could stay in that one again if it was only like eight of us. Yeah. I think um, it was like 10 or 12. It could fit. There was yeah. plenty of space oh, for really? air mattresses. Oh yeah. Yeah. I like the place we stayed. I like the cabin down at Flat Nasty. Like the bunk beds that, uh, oh, yeah, that, yeah, that house was kind of anyway, it was fine, <laughs> it was fine. It did fine. I mean, for when you're downstairs, it's like, all right, I just needed to be warm, and uh, yep. it'd be nice if the shower was 
worm and the toilets yeah, need to worked. work. That worked. Yeah. yeah. It did all those things. It was things. nicer than a tent. So anyway, um, I want to get a cabin rented of some sort. So, but there's a couple people that would, would like to do it. Wheel on the first and then stay the night through the second and then go home. Uh, that way they can wheel and then go and that way they can also be at home with their family. Yeah. I was kind of trying to hope I was kind of trying to get people to come up, you know, with their spouses, you know, that kind of thing. Get everybody together. You I, know what I mean? I'll tell you this much. I, I don't think I could get out of a New Year's celebration. Well, mm. with my spouse, but we're not, we're going to be in another state, so I cannot, um, come anyway, but oh, that's <laughs> even if we were in Chicago, I don't think. Yeah. That would work out. So I, I would be more of the, yeah, I'm fine to do it on the first and then stay the right. night of the first to the second and leave on the second. Right. But I don't know. So I, thing, me personally, I kind of agree with yeah. Mike that like, even if I was going to be there and partying, I would not want to wheel that hungover. That's the whole point. I don't know. Just saying. It's called a hangover run. Just saying. I'm going to drink way more with the people that go wheeling than I do with my non-wheeling friends. That's <laughs> just how it goes. <laughs> Um, we used to do it, God, back in the day when, of course, we were younger and dumber. We'd be you out to like, maybe. Uh, I think there's some video footage of us up at the bowling alley at like two thirty in the morning, the night before, and I think we left at seven, maybe seven or eight. I probably wasn't even that late. It was probably seven seven thirty. So we had like three hours of sleep. The went wheeling. Nice. It was fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We're younger, dumber. It's fine. You had bigger tolerance for not having energy. Let's put it that way. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, you could run on three hours of sleep and be just fine. 30 plus year olds way more than they did 20 year olds. Mm -hmm. That's what they tell me. You just figure it out. You just do it. Yeah. Go wheeling. It's a lot better if you're already at the park. I can tell you that. That's true. You know what? Yep. I think what no you just driving. said is you don't the drive anywhere. What are the plans for the hangover run? Go wheeling. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. So even, go if, wheeling. even if you don't rent a cabin, you're still going <laughs> wheeling. Right. I will put that on my list of things to do for tomorrow. Um, I need to call about cabin rental. I'll, I'll remind you if I can, if I remember. That sounds good. Cabin rental. Stat. Three exclamation points. Circle it three I will times call, like so the logo. One of the, things, one of the things about the cabin rental thing is if we get one of the bigger cabins, it's on a holiday. I believe they require you to rent it for the whole weekend. So if everybody splits the bill, you can do whatever you want. You yep. can come on the first and we and, and stay the night in the cabin, or you can come on, you know, on the 31st and stay the night and then wheel the next day. You can do both. It's whatever floats your boat. Um, but I will check into it tomorrow and see if that is in fact the case. And then I will relay that back to the trail riders. And by tomorrow, I mean today podcast time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It is probably time for us to get this, hang this bitch up. About right. Oh yeah. You need to get moving. Yeah. And we're at an hour and a half of talking about nothing really. (laughs) That's okay. The thing is, is that a lot of the people that listen to this podcast, they're not necessarily, they're not necessarily here to talk, like hear us talk about, off-roading completely yeah i'm sure they would enjoy that they're here for the total part of it not just the (laughs) off-road the thing is wool over everybody's eyes when we say total we mean total not just off-road we total everything everything. in the world the total off-road and and off-road podcast (laughs) yeah the total and and off-road podcast 
Yeah. <laughs> when we talk about we talk about everything from everything to everything. <laughs> everything from everything to everything. <laughs> this is the total everything podcast. That would be a good name for this. Yeah, probably. <laughs> with a with a slight, it slightly skews off roadie. Uh it was just a weird this is a different episodes because like it wasn't bad. Yeah. But it was all, you know, having your remote is different. It is different. There's no question about yep. it. And it's having it's me weird. remote and you not having anybody else in the studio. Mhm. But we'll see how it That's comes good, out, though. but it, I don't know. We'll let the people tell us. How did it work out? It was shit. It's complete like shit. It? Is it is it so <laughs> shit that we should never do it again when Mike's not here? Then we just don't yes. do a podcast, or would you still want one? We didn't have any notes, really. <laughs> like we, yeah. we we didn't have any. We need, written to, down. we need to touch base. We do need to have strategy. We'll come up with a strategy. That would be nice. Start having some. It used to be structured so nicely. Yeah, and I think and now it's I just think a, when twenty twenty two. 2022 comes around you've got ideas we'll work on guests yes and go from there structure although maybe we'll have a guest next this week. podcast we'll lacks structure i should just say that in the beginning <laughs> i'm <laughs> steven this podcast there, yeah. lacks structure yeah there you go <laughs> anyway all right well, let's uh Start let's get out of here where, where where can the people find you i'm at dman blues freak on instagram Nice. You are uh, low underscore K E E underscore X J and total underscore off road underscore podcast. Most important underscores around here. Check out the total off road for all of our sponsor links and things. If you don't want to go there, our partner companies, people that we do like to do business with are companies like complete off road. If you need something for your rig, you can go check them out at complete or give Chris a call at five, six, three, five, eight, three, five, three, six, three. Damn, I was going to let you, I was going to ask you to let me do it this time. Shit. It's all right. Good. Good. <laughs> I'll do it next, next time. Write in your notes. All right. Let Derek do complete off-roads phone number. Just the phone number. <laughs> just the phone number. I'm just going to start. Um, off. We're just going <laughs> to everything from overlanding in your stock rate at 563-583-5363. If you need any kind of recovery gear, check out Crawler Off-Road. They're good people out of Michigan, and they got good products for a good price. If you need any kind of bracketry or organizational stuff for your shop, Make sure you go check out Off-Road Anonymous, another partner company. Jake Tuma is also a listener of the podcast. In fact, all of these people are listeners of the podcast. And if you need a Morphlate, you should go check out Morphlate. If you don't know what a Morphlate is, you should go check out Morphlate. M-O-R-R-F-L-A-T-E dot com. That's all you need to know. Back to Crawler, though. I actually saw the 10-foot uh soft shackle when we were at badlands i hadn't seen one of those in person yet oh really who had it dave i think dave hansen i think had one. Oh, really that's yeah. nice it's really nice it is we used one at uh down at moonlight yeah yeah i need it was to nice i need to get me who was that it must have been mike's maybe God, i didn't think mike hmm. had his maybe he does i don't know hmm it was somebody's we definitely used it it was nice it was nice maybe it was speakeasies yeah, it was i bet it was dustin's Yep, I bet it was Dustin's. Mm-hmm. So, yep, make sure you go check them out. Uh, and since Mike's not here, Derek, any last words? Oh, man, I wasn't prepared for this. I know, I wasn't either. I got it. Check okay. your alignment even on your solid axles. Because you might Ooh. have a bent spindle, too. <laughs> even even on your not. Even on your non-turning axle. Your non-turning axles. Yep. 
You might have a Ben Spindle yes. too. <laughs> Hopefully you don't. <laughs> Hopefully you do not. Actually, so that be... on that point, the only no, reason those are your last words. Oh shit, you're right. Never mind. Next week. <laughs> no, you got to do. You right, spit do it out real quick. Scratch, and this will be the. Uh huh. The only reason that we realized that the spindle was bent, I now am realizing, is because the front was towed in so much. I had three degrees of tow in. Oh really? Uh huh. And that's that made the rear axle look fucked up. I think if the front was towed oh. correctly, I don't know if I would have noticed. Oh really? So you don't know how long it's been bent. Well, I'm assuming it was, I mean, I'd be done it pretty hard at Harlan, so I'm pretty sure it's okay. better at Harlan, but. Right. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. All right. End Good record scratch. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us for episode 104. And as always, we'll catch you on the trail. Bye.